people saying they're gonna they're gonna boo him uh no he's gonna get batteries thrown at him yeah yeah this is going to be, this is going to be physical assault this, this, this city threw batteries at jd drew and they threw snowballs at santa claus how do you like, throw anything at jd drew like that dude was like i think we're All right, what's brewing, everybody? Welcome to the Bruins and Bruins podcast, the Hockey Podcast Network podcast presented by Bruins Diehards, uh, PWHL Boston Diehards. Um, Flows right off the tongue. <laughs> it really does. Uh, I am Chris Gear. I'm here with Cam Hasbrook. How you doing, Cam? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? You know, it's a nice, nice Sunday afternoon. We were talk- talking it up a little pre-pod. Um, quieter day for both of us until until my rams play later against the against the lions so uh by the time this comes out i guess the the outcome of that will be determined but send your uh, send your good vibes backwards and toward toward my boys if you're listening to this <laughs> yeah and to uh to friend of the pod richie's team as well yep yeah richie and i'll be going back and forth richie and i usually touch in at least once a week and it's during liverpool and during the rams so <laughs> um it's just kind of like a constant twitter stream of us just either airing our grievances or celebrating things that are happening it's a, it's a good time yeah, things in liverpool land are going well right now though they so. certainly are yeah <laughs> all right well let's uh let's before we dive into hockey let's talk some beers because i know i had some excitement this morning i don't know if you're uh you're rocking anything right now i actually am not i was gonna save it uh i know they're gonna be flowing for the football games tonight so i'm trying to get myself until uh until 4 30 here i am warming up with a nice market basket seltzer though shouts to uh market basket and and their seltzer um i would give a shout out to um a beer i had last night although i'm forgetting the name of it so i'll i'll, I'll look it up quickly while you uh present yours all right well i'll i'll just let the can speak for itself um uh, pretty pretty extensively written on the back is Hetty Topper is an American double India pale ale. This beer is not intended to be the biggest or most bitter. It is meant to give you wave after wave of hoppy goodness on your palate. Tremendous oh. amounts of American hops will creep up on you and leave you with a dense hoppy finish in your mouth. So drinkable, <laughs> it's scary. Hey, oh my God. That. <laughs> wow. This is... So I mean, they better deliver on this. I mean, I've I've had Heady Topper before, but it's been a while. Uh, sometimes I wish I could crawl right into the can. Freshness and control have always been my main concern when it comes to our beer. We are committed to providing you with an unfiltered and unpasteurized hop experience. Why do I recommend that you drink it from the can? Quite simply, to ensure a delightful hop experience. The act of pouring <laughs> it in a glass smells nice, but it releases the essential hop aromas that we have worked so hard to retain. And then it asks if you if you must pour it into a glass. I'm not going to do that because um, it says in really big letters on the top, drink from the can, drink from the can, drink from the can. That is interesting. Uh, yeah. With exclamation points. Yeah, I, I rarely uh, drink, you know, from the can. good beers from the can. Um, partially because I, uh, while watching Bar Rescue, uh, John Tapper always, uh, uh, John Taffer, I don't remember his name. Uh, he always uh shows like what happens when you don't pour into a can or pour out of a can or out of a bottle uh where like inside your stomach all of the bubbling happens instead of in the glass uh, oh so, is that a thing wow yeah so it fills you up extra I, he he doesn't do it for the 
the like comfort of it. He does it so that people buy more beers and feel less full. Yeah. Um, I do it for the comfort of it. Yeah. I also just feel like it's a nice experience pouring a beer out of a can. You know, it's like part of the, the preparation process. You're like, Oh yeah, I'm about to drink a beer. It's, it's always a good time. So, yeah. but nothing against, I, I do respect that they're taking a stand here though. They're like, you know, this is how we made it. You know, don't, don't put salt on it. This is chef's way, you know, kind of thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. So yeah, unless you're, you've been living under a rock for the last decade of craft beer decade, two decades. Uh, this is a heady topper from the alchemist in Vermont. Um, Stowe, Vermont to be more specific, uh, generally considered one of the best beers ever made. I don't know if that's still the case. Uh, I've, I've been out of the craft beer ranking <laughs> scene <Yeah>. for a <laughs> few years now, but I know a lot of people consider these up with the uh, like Pliny the Elder and, and whatnot. Um, not that you can't find heady topper out here, but the fact that the liquor store literally closest to my house has it is something else. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Um, Just for I will you. say extremely expensive and i don't know how long it's been on the shelf there because this does also say like hey drink this beer immediately (laughs) so i don't know but we'll we'll give it a we'll give it a go smells like a beer yeah i mean that's really pleasant um eight percent alcohol does not taste like it which is a little dangerous but you know um yeah nothing nothing insane no like weird fruity notes or anything like that not that i don't like a fruity note on a beer but this is like a very straightforward piney ipa Mm. and i think sometimes when you do a double ipa you kind of lose that flavor a little bit yeah because i I feel like the the more alcohol you go the less hoppy it gets generally Mm -hmm. this is still really hoppy um you know doesn't deliver deliver on the so drinkable it's scary i think it is it is a pretty bitter uh hop flavor but for eight percent for eight percent it's real so if we're if we're on a scale it's probably a 37 i think just like purely rating on a scale of one to 37 it's probably somewhere in the like 21 range um tasteability though uh i'm going 37 because uh you know real tasteable this is uh it is both tasty and tasteable. I think this is definitely one more for my hop head days. Um, now I'm a little more of a Pilsner guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, glad I found this. Glad I picked it up. Um, yeah, I also picked up another four pack that I'll reveal on the pod in later days. I'd love to see that. More of a fine Pilsner guy these days. <laughs> yeah, fine fine Pilsner beer. Um, fine right. Pilsner beer, man. So it's talk hockey, I guess. Um, yeah. Oh, well, real quick, shouts to uh, Fraktur. It's the German Kolsch I had from uh, Foulmouth Brewing. German-style Kolsch. It's brewed here in Maine. But um, Is that the one with the hat that you got? No, actually, it's not. That's a different company. But um, Kolsch. I do love my Kolsch hat. Yeah, that's shouts to Definitive. I uh, hopefully will be heading that way tomorrow after uh, a little trip at Sunday River. But no, uh, the Fraktur by Foulmouth. Very, very solid Kolsch. It was nice. All right, I don't, I'll I'll number it sometime. You know, you can't be numbering it a day later. It just feels wrong. Is, you know, there's too much. Is foul mouth a play on Falmouth? Yes. That, yeah, okay. yeah. I think it's based in or their original place. I think they have several now, but um, yeah, Falmouth in in Falmouth, Maine. 
well all right well done by them you know it's yeah good, it's, good that's branding. good that's good stuff it's it is good it is good brand and honestly this is i love the can that they have for this it's kind of like a floral birdie it's like a almost like an old style like german wallpaper kind of thing they got going on it's it's very neat um so we always appreciate good beer branding i feel like there's a you know there's a special art to it it's it's different than other branding you know there's like a there's like certain principles i feel like you have to adhere to about can art but yet you know it can be very creative as well i, I feel like that would be a fun like side gig to, to just create cans you know anyway yeah. hockey <laughs> yeah uh Start with the P Dub, um, Boston team. So I didn't even watch the first two periods. I I planned on maybe picking up in the middle of the second period, but I saw that they were down two nothing, and I was like, eh, whatever. <sighs> maybe we'll just chalk this up as another disappointing loss, and I don't need to bother myself with it. But then I, uh, you know, I checked it on the score. I saw it was two two in the third. Uh, jumped in. Got to witness Aaron Frankel basically saving the asses of everybody on that team. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't remember what the final shot totals were, but it was like 18 or 19 for Boston and then like 35 for Montreal. Yeah. Um, one, one of those games that kind of, you know, you come out with a win in that one. <laughs> <It> feels, <laughs> you feel pretty, pretty lucky. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, uh, Marie Philippe Poulin scores the game winning goal. But wait, there's more. <laughs> um, it was ruled goaltender interference. I feel like that's one of those ones where if you're rooting for Boston, you see it as hey, like, yeah, that's classic yeah. goaltender interference. But if you're rooting for Montreal, maybe you see uh, Hillary Knight a make a little assist. push. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, anyway, uh. Amanda Pelkey scores the game winner. The official game winner. The proper game winner. <laughs> the way God intended. <laughs> and uh, PWHL Boston gets their first win of the season. And their second game, uh, the scheduled second game, was rescheduled because of weather, which seems to be happening all around sports these days. Uh, mm. I don't know. I'm looking out the window right now. It looks fine to me. So yeah, uh, it's very cold. <laughs> I don't know why everyone's talking about how cold it is. Um, yeah, no, I, you know, I, again, we obviously with the, the opening game, um, with the, the loss they took back in Lowell, we would like to see a win there. I'm not really going to complain about going to Montreal and beating Montreal for your first franchise win. Like I, you know, obviously would have liked it sooner, but there's something kind of poetic about that as well. So, um, may it be the, the opening to a, a fierce rivalry between these two teams, um, obviously, predestined to hate each other from from history on the men's side um you know i think it's only bound to bleed over onto the women's side as well so um an exciting win for sure and and hopefully uh, uh something that can kick this team into gear a little bit i feel like it's it's been a little bit of a slower start than we'd like um sometimes you gotta steal one or two to kind of get the thing rolling but um you know obviously still very early in the season as well so a lot of hockey to be played yeah i mean this is a we pointed out it's a pretty long season. This is going to be longer than the uh, NWHL and PHF seasons were. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, e- each win still matters, but each loss doesn't matter quite as much. Um, but yeah, you want to get that first W. That's that's big. I mean, even in the even in the win, uh, feels like a, a steal, not not like a confident uh, 
w in the in the column yeah (laughs) you know uh i think we're still looking for that you know that style of play that bostoners like from their hockey teams and Mm -hmm. i don't know kind of kind of expecting more high flying uh more aggressive play but um you know is there's plenty of season they didn't have a lot of off season to to train and practice so you know it'll it'll come together and we'll see what the the team's really made of in coming weeks yeah it does feel like the end of the season is going to be a lot more indicative of of where each team is at obviously like you said things came together pretty quickly and um like any team i guess obviously molds over the course of the season but i think especially under the circumstances that these teams are in this season it's a little more extreme probably for that so um you know we'll, we'll see where everybody's at when the, the race is is being run toward its finish but um you know obviously nice to get that first win off the bat even if it is a little lucky a little fluky maybe um definitely good to at least shake that off your back and not be carrying six seven games into the season something like that where all of a sudden it's becoming you know a, a narrative in its own at least just have one under the belt it's going to be big confidence wise i'm sure so that's that's always good yeah, and speaking of lucky, maybe fluky wins, uh, <laughs> we finally get an overtime win for the Bruins. Uh, the, this team absolutely loves losing in overtime. Um, you get two goals from Brad Marchand, who's who's starting to really heat up. Um, I, I'd been told that this was the year of his decline, and he's on pace for 38 goals or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's a pretty good decline. Yeah, uh, I believe his career high is 38 or 39. I don't remember exactly. I would love for him to hit 40 someday. I know that's something that he's always wanted to do, and one of the things holding him back from that have always, has always been the suspensions. Um, mm. But, you know, a fully healthy season, uh, you know, if he really heats up, I, I think he might be able to hit that mark. I mean, I saw David Pasternak make a couple of sick passes in this game, yep. specifically that one backdoor to, to marshy was disgusting. to marshy yeah so i i loved that play for two reasons one jvr between the legs backwards pass to pasta mm-hmm. and then pasta every single person in the stadium thinking pasta was going to take that yeah. shot and marshy was just like a wide open net i've never seen anyone more excited to point at their teammates yeah. and give them credit for the goal than marsh no it was honestly so much more impressive than scoring like i was watching the highlights back and like obviously thought Pasternak was going to shoot. And when he made the pass, like I, you could have like told me that Marshan appeared the moment. Like I didn't even see him. Like normally I'm like, the guy is like looking back door for that kind of thing. Didn't even see him. I was like, what is he doing? Not sure. Oh, I was like, Oh my God, never mind. That was like the easiest backdoor goal that you could possibly score if you're Marshan and um, just incredible vision. And I, you know, obviously Pasternak who's known for his ability to put the puck in the back of the net, I think, how incredible a passer he is sometimes and the vision that he has in the ice is is occasionally overlooked. So uh, nice to see it shine there a little bit. Yeah. And I think something that he developed in much the same way that Marshan developed his passing ability to both guys kind of started off as the goal scorer type. Um, and that, you know, the assist numbers eventually caught up and, um, yeah, you know, he's a star player for a reason. And mm-hmm. I mean, having having a guy like marshy on your team can't hurt so yeah um and maybe more impressive for marshan was the first goal he scored yeah i mean, <laughs> I mean 
hands. overall <laughs> overall goal style like i i think i prefer the the power play take yeah. goal uh but yeah marshy just kind of finding his way into a spot and you know really tight area and got it roof right yeah, inside the violating post. jordan bennington, yeah, <laughs> jordan just... bennington which we you know we hate to see it it happened to such a so, great person. Just such a good guy. <laughs> such a good guy, that JB. That's what everybody says. Nice to see McAvoy's tuck two on him as well. Always good. Um, yeah. I, just, I was going to touch on McAvoy's goals. I think the, the regulation goal was pretty sick. I mean, yeah. driving the middle, receiving that pass off the skates, um, and then just, you know, putting it right by Bennington. Like, that's that's good stuff. We've been waiting yeah. for, for Chuck to pick up his offensive production for a while um you know it it always kind of feels like he's hanging around there like in the top 10 top 15 of defenseman scoring um but you know it never feels like he's scoring goals yeah but you know you see the skill like this this guy has some skills yeah i actually it's funny you mentioned i have the top 20 defenseman scoring in front of me right now because i watched the highlights saw him score two and i was like wait i wonder where he's at right now and like because we've talked about it a bunch on the show before but i i like that's if somehow he doesn't end up winning uh norris trophy which would be crazy it's going to be because he doesn't have point totals because quinn hughes has got 51 already you know what i mean this like that kind of thing it could happen every year um I, I don't think there's much of a doubt that he's one of the best defensemen in the NHL. It's just he his game is just not as flashy. It's just the way it is. Um, and I think that would be an interesting conversation to have. Maybe we'll wait and ha- you know have it with Drew some back sometime. But um, like, do we think he's actually going to win one over the course of his career? I think like it, you ask anybody if he deserves to win one. I think most most people would tell you yes. But it's like, when is he going to happen? Unless he has some year that he's scoring like crazy, um, which again, it's not. And it's not like he's like a defensive defenseman either. It's just not his game to be as flashy as some of the the younger, quicker defensemen that we're seeing in the league right now. Um, but it, it is interesting. Is like you know, does he? Is there a place for that? At least in the mind of voters, that you know, you can win it without scoring eighty points in a season or something like that anymore. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, it's really funny. I I have a very specific memory of when McAvoy was drafted. And you know how they always make those like really lofty comps. He was what the 14th overall pick. I think so. And yeah. the the comp they made was PK Subban. And mm-hmm. I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can get PK with the, yeah. the 14th pick. And uh I mean, like yeah, not as not as flashy, like doesn't have the the big bomb slap shot. Yeah. Um, but he does have a little bit of that skating ability, he does have the the puck skills. Body and, size, they are yeah, yeah, pretty similar in how they play, honestly, or how yeah, PK played, and can can really lay that hip check. That's mm-hmm. it's not a terrible comp. Um, no, it's pretty good to, actually. Yeah, at, at this point to, in their careers, very yeah. similar production levels. Um, yeah, I, uh, pretty wild the that the Bruins have moved directly from the Zidane Chara era to <laughs> the Charlie McAvoy era. Yeah. Um, I I think that's, you know, when you go through the checklist of the things that you need on a team to win the Stanley Cup, you know, a true number one defenseman is maybe the top thing you need. Um, 
and somebody who's just like a horse can just eat minutes because yep. that's what you really need out of the number one. Like they can, you can be a number one defenseman in talent and still not be able to eat twenty five a game. And McAvoy can eat twenty five a game and be very effective. Like it, if you if you were watching a Bruins game and you try to play the like count how many times you can like notice when Charlie McAvoy is not on the ice, like it's it's few. He it is usually on the ice. Um, and and you know, and when he's not. You got Hampus Lindholm. <laughs> yeah, you got, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, which I mean, what a deal that was. Looking back, just getting him. I, I got. Yeah, yeah. I, think I, I take back everything I said when that uh, the contract extension was in place. I, I do think the back end of that contract's going to look pretty mm-hmm. poor, but um, worth <laughs> worth right now for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been good, and I, I mean any any sort of you know, negative opinions people have of Hampus Lindholm this year have mostly been about his offensive game. And I don't think that is a thing we need. Yeah. Um, he needs to buckle down defensively and just eat minutes like you've been saying. And I think he and Brandon Carlo who now injured uh, have been doing a pretty good job of that. Yeah. Um, so to the second Charlie McAvoy goal. Yeah. <laughs> that one was uh well actually I guess first of all, Chris, did you know that uh that we know that hockey games move fast, but the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week new customers can bet five bucks and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers can bet 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. That's new. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 9777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill and Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey eligibility and or for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources, NHL, and of course the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright sign. Copyright NHL 2024 period. All rights reserved period. Don't worry. We've been given express written consent by the Here's National my Hockey express League written consent. It's on the for accounts see. and dissemination of the events of these of games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the, the second McAvoy goal, um, I mean, first, first of all, Bruins had a pretty decent opportunity at the end of regulation to, yeah. you know, we had a Charlie Coyle, rush at the end to uh potentially win it with about five seconds left but went into overtime uh bruins give up possession immediately regain possession going into the neutral zone i think it was jordan kairu got tripped yeah in the neutral zone mm-hmm. uh not called huh. <laughs> uh i would have a lot more more sympathy if yeah, no, there weren't any uh, fucking anything, <laughs> no tripping calls uh, that maybe had some more significance in this two-team rivalry here. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, McAvoy takes it the other way, kind of leaves the pass as an option, and then just fucking 
rips it past Bennington. Great job. We love that. Yeah, that was uh, that was nice. Um, poetic in its own way. Also kind of hurts, you know, just in its own way. It's like, oh, I didn't need to think about that again. Um, some interesting responses in the YouTube comments, as you can imagine, when I was watching highlights earlier today. <laughs> uh yeah i mean it was one of those ones where you just had to laugh like you're like ah that's you know maybe it is a simulation you know <laughs> those are the ones where you kind of just wonder um but no i mean nice to see the bruins finally getting a fucking win out of an overtime game um all things considered looking at the, the west coast road trip you're getting a lot of points out of out of games so um that's good but obviously it's frustrating still to lose multiple games on the on the run in overtime so uh, to see it finally fall in the right direction for them has been good. Um, I know the the old adage, especially with the Bruins over the last couple of seasons, was that they were just awful in the shootout, and it seems like that has just extended into the overtime period now, which yeah. is weird because you think, look at the talent, and you know you're like it's kind of built for guys like Pasternak and, and things like that. But you know, it's just sometimes it's not that easy, even Marshan. But um, sometimes it just you know falls a different way because I don't know if you've heard this before, Chris, but actually hockey pretty weird sport. Hockey is random, random, uh, random. Um, So yeah, nice to, nice to see it fall in the correct direction um, with just some exemplary officiating uh, to, to hold it out. So (laughs) we love to see it. Yeah. Go bees. Go bees. What do we got on the, uh, on the schedule? You got the schedule. Let's let's take a look here. Uh, It appears. I think they got the Devils. Yeah, so Devils tomorrow, a uh, 1 p.m. MLK Day game, apparently. I don't know. Maybe they're not trying to compete with football. I don't know. It's just so, a little weird. I know it's holiday, but. Well, the, w- which game got rescheduled? So I the think. Buffalo, Pittsburgh. Yeah, so that was the earlier game, right? So Yeah, they're doing it earlier. I think they're doing it at 430, I think it is. So. Um, so you could just watch hockey football football yeah, yeah have a yeah, great yeah. mlk day i'm gonna be skiing but i'll i'll catch some of it um and then yeah avalanche coming to town obviously the bruins just saw them uh earlier this week or i guess technically rat last week now that's sunday um canadians and then uh the jets who are apparently very good at hockey now which is weird that surprised me i hadn't really seen anything that much about them and then i looked at the standings the other day and i was like holy shit the jets really like yeah where did that come from well, so. last we talked about the jets if we ever did uh <laughs> it was the what shifley and uh, yeah. hellebuck extensions and like all right what are we doing here <laughs> yeah <laughs> this doesn't seem like an and yet they are i think the top team in the nhl by points right now no, they're behind the Canucks by one, but yeah. Well, although they have a game in hand, so yeah, that's just crazy. just like we all drew up at the beginning of the season. Canucks and Jets going to be top two. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oilers have won ten straight somehow. Uh, yeah, I mean, wild. Good, good stuff for them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we all know how that's going to end. So it's like the Leafs. It's like you know, it's it may be entertaining during the regular season, but we know how this story ends. It's going to be good. Um, hopefully a good performance against the big bad Jets. I can't, uh, it sounds weird, you know? I don't know. Sure. Good for them. What else they got going on in Winnipeg? Not to, maybe they got a lot going on. Maybe Winnipeg is like the Iceland Greenland thing where they just like 
you know, they market it terribly, but it's actually sweet kind of thing. You know, they're like, oh, don't go here. It's full of ice. And then you go to Iceland. You're like, oh, this is really nice. Like, do we want to do we want to talk? Speaking of shipping, uh, I don't know. I <laughs> remember people talking about it. If, if Cutter Gauthier is going to beg for a trade, you don't trade him to Anna. <laughs> yeah. <or to> Winnipeg. <laughs> um, you got any thoughts on that? That deal? Um. Yeah, that was weird, right? That, that whole situation was just crazy. And now, like, Torts is saying weird shit. I don't know if you saw what he said. It was strange today or yesterday or whatever. So, uh, yeah, interesting one. I mean, I don't I don't understand all of the outrage toward players when they are like, no. You know, I mean, I, like, if a player has the power to do that, then they like, – why not? I don't know. You know, it's like they don't – it is their livelihood. It is – their life like it's not just a job like it's where they have to live it's yeah. that kind of thing so and also he went to college right so like he could yeah. stay in college and then become a free agent if he wanted to as well mm-hmm. yeah um so i mean just saying like hey it's not my intention to play for the flyers so if you guys want to get something for me go for it now um yeah i don't know that's just a very weird situation and then just how like the like almost coordinated like PR effort from the flyers as it came out, where it was like Danny Briere was talking about it. And then like, totally everybody had like the pre-prepared take and like, they all thanked the other teams for staying silent about it and stuff. It was like a very, like they all rehearsed the script and like, we're going to roll out our communication team to like yeah. kind of shit on this kid, but also like, and there's the whole Kevin Hayes thing. Like, I, uh, yeah, like what the hell is going claiming, on? Like he was part of it. Yeah. Like, and he was like, fuck off pretty much. It was just a whole thing that really just made very little sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, for not having any leverage in a trade negotiation, I think Jamie Drysdale and a second round pick are pretty, pretty good, good haul for yeah. a, a guy who didn't want to play for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, kind of leaves the future ducks blue line in shambles, but you know, uh, <laughs> they got cut here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, that was one of the more interesting, you don't see trade weird trade drama like that in the NHL much. I feel like, you know, it's more of a, more of an NBA thing, but, and they handled it as you would have expected, you know, yeah, fun, no, fun trade drama in other sports is like, Oh yeah. Fuck. Yeah. This is fucking cool. Yeah. In the NHL, it's like, Oh, this is, this weird. is a little gross. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, I feel icky. Yeah. It's just not yeah, great. It's like a 18 year old kid and you're yeah. <laughs> making him sound like he's a real piece of shit. Yeah. Like to the people of Philadelphia who of course are known for their <laughs> hospitality and, and their, uh, their acceptance of others. So, yeah, part of, part of me, like, so if it weren't a kid who just didn't feel like playing in Philly, like, I would be like, yeah, I mean, there, there's like a certain amount of solidarity between Boston and Philly fans because they're the same kind of fans yeah. where, like, I, the guy I always think about is Isaiah Thomas. Like, mm-hmm. he was with the Celtics for, like, three years, but just, like, fully embraced the city and ever like he will never buy a drink in Boston ever again. Like mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. just like universally loved in Boston just because he was like, I love Boston. And if yeah. someone comes in and says, I love Philly, Philly's like, yeah, yeah I love this guy. This guy, this guy <laughs> he's one of us. One of. Yeah. So there is like a, it's almost like a, like a, what's the word? 
like an identity crisis kind of thing of like, you know, they're like insecure almost in a way. Like, like you yeah. know, if somebody comes in, it's like, fuck Boston. Like, Oh, you don't like Philly? About. Fuck you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's kind of, I think, what's going on here where they're like, oh, you know what? Well, fucking, we don't want you anyway. So <laughs> that kind of Why don't thing. you go home? Yeah. Fucking water, whatever they say. Should <laughs> <laughs> you grab your water and go home? Yeah, you're pretty much New Jersey. All right, let's, let's relax. But no. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, we'll see if, uh, whatever, when it, when his NHL day comes and he, uh, is on the road in Philly, that's going to make for you, know, if they remember it, which I, they will, they yeah, will, they're petty pe- enough. People saying they're going to, they're going to boo him. Uh, no, he's going to get batteries thrown at him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is going to be, this is going to be physical assault. Like, this, this is going, this city threw batteries at JD drew and they threw snowballs at Santa Claus. How do like, you throw anything at JD drew? Like that dude was like, I think pretty vanilla. I don't want to say something that I'm not fully informed, but I don't I, know. I feel like I, JD I drew every was, time I looked at him, it was just like, he probably eats grilled cheese for dinner. Like, I, don't, you know, just, I don't remember the exact case, but I think he, I think he was like a UCLA player got drafted by Philly and decided not to go and yeah. stayed in school for another year and then got drafted by St. Louis or something. Um, yeah. Uh, whatever. <laughs> he got batteries thrown, <laughs> thrown <Yes>. at him. <laughs> you know, it's uh, all fair and loving batteries. So. <laughs> well, you know, um, don't throw batteries at people, people. Yep. If you take one thing from this podcast, save the batteries for your remote, not your <laughs> sports player, your local sports villain. <laughs> uh. All right. Good episode. Yeah. See you next time.